Hi everybody, the Complex PTSD guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or a psychiatrist. I'm just someone living with complex PTSD and I'm sharing my own ideas and experiences. Uh, today I wanted to do a pretty different topic than I think I've ever really done before. I'm going to talk about complex PTSD and comedy. So I wanted to do something a little bit more lighthearted than normal. Um, a lot of times when I talk about complex PTSD, I'm giving you remedies, or I'm talking about things that you can relate to, but this is a, um, I would say something that can help you heal, heal your soul, I guess you could say. Um, I'm going to mention a present day comedian, and I'm also going to read something that I found. It is on Wikipedia, so, you know, take that as you will. Um, I'm not saying it's bad, not saying it's good, it, it's just what it is. Wikipedia, but there's something on there called Sad Clown Paradox. When I was searching comedians who have struggled with PTSD, this is what I was led to, Sad Clown Paradox. But I want to start out with um, a comedian named Tom Ward. He's a British comedian. I don't know if British people call themselves English or British, so we could say he's an English comedian. Um, I thought that he did stand-up comedy shows about PTSD. I couldn't find any of that on YouTube or anywhere online, but I did find him talking about complex PTSD um, from a video from April 30th, 2019, titled The Funny Thing About PTSD. I'm just going to read a little bit about what he says in that video, but if you Google Tom Ward complex PTSD and then scroll down and click on comedian Tom Ward explains complex PTSD. It's from BBC Ideas. So he mentions that um, repeated abuse, complex PTSD usually stems from repeated abuse at the hand of a caregiver. And I want to emphasize that he used the word usually. So complex PTSD can come from several situations. It's almost always long-term abuse, from my understanding. A lot of times, prisoners of war or people who are enslaved, um, those are two big categories as well. Tom is specifically focusing on at the hand of a caregiver. So he talks about parents who may abuse you in some way. He focuses from his own childhood and having an abusive religious parent, his father, he said that you can also develop complex PTSD from a violent parent, a parent who drank, a parent who sexually abused you, a parent who scapegoated you, shamed you, or ignored you. One sign of complex PTSD is an intensely critical inner voice, he points out. This is very true in my case, and I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this numerous times. One of my worst qualities about myself is that I beat myself up almost daily just mentally beat myself up, and I have to constantly remind myself not to do that and to be kinder to myself. And I will say that finding positive videos on YouTube about ways to cope with things or things that help you throughout your day, um, letting yourself be more open to people, being finding gratitude in your life, those are some huge Huge things to focus on to make your, your day better. Also, helping other people, that can help a lot as well. Those are my own personal opinions on that. 
But Tom Ward also points out that um, social gatherings are times that he struggles with when he feels overwhelmed. This is something that really overwhelms him as social gatherings. And that's exactly what I struggle with as well, particularly my family, my cousins and family gatherings. Tom mentions how your mind and body get over-adrenalized and your fight or flight kick in because your mind does not know the difference. So your mind thinks it's in danger when there's something that's like triggering you, even though you might not be in danger, and that's very true. Other signs that Tom Ward points out are people who struggle with depression, substance abuse, and isolating yourself and avoiding relationships. These are all signs of someone struggling with PTSD or complex PTSD. And I'd have to say I struggled with all of those things off and on, but avoiding relationships is probably my biggest one. I haven't been in a real relationship with anybody, like dated like officially been a couple and dated anybody since 2006 and this is 2022 so what does that tell you you know there's there's something going on there and my avoidance of it is is what always does it and i've had so many friends ask me over the years you know every time you go out with somebody it always ends the same way and they're like why is that and i'm like i, I don't know i don't know why it is um I just tend to kind of self-sabotage it um, or sabotage it in some way to where it just ends. Um, and it's probably just that that mind adrenaline, adrenaline thing that he pointed out where your mind says, you know, run, run, there's danger. And really, there's actually no danger. Some ways to help yourself that he points out are self-help books, going to therapy if you're comfortable with that having a healthy diet, exercise, and meditation. He says that stand-up comedy is a form of therapy for him as well. And I'd have to say that for me, just watching comedy shows, a couple of my favorites are Seinfeld and uh, Absolutely Fabulous. Um, Absolutely Fabulous is probably my most favorite show of all time, although the context of it is horrible because... You're watching a mother, Adina, be emotionally abusive to her daughter, Safi, in like every episode. It's horrible. And they've even come out and said that before. Uh, Jennifer Saunders, you know, she's had people run up to her and say, I love your characters. I love Patsy and Adina. And Jennifer will say, she'll think to herself, well, why in the world do you like them? They're terrible people. Um, And it's so interesting because Absolutely Fabulous is done from a comedic standpoint. So you're watching a comedy about people who are terrible to, you know, her daughter. And as is Patsy. Patsy is, you know, Adina's enabler. And Patsy is really mean to Safi. She burns her cigarettes out on her arm and, you know, she just calls her names. And it's all made to be funny, though. It's it's very impressive how that show is put together. And I always told my poetry group, you know, my writing inspiration was Jennifer Saunders because she's just, she's phenomenal. I mean, I think she's, you could say a genius. I don't know what technically constitutes a genius, but she's pretty phenomenal in my opinion. In relation to complex PTSD and comedy, I'm going to read a little bit about this sad clown paradox. Um, So sad clown paradox, as I said, 
Uh, whenever I Google complex PTSD and comedians, this is what it led me to. And I'm just going to read this. This is from Wikipedia. Um, Sad Clown Paradox is the contradictory association between comedy and mental disorders, such as depression and anxiety. These comedic performers are characterized by feelings of deprivation and isolation in their early lives, where comedy evolves as a release for tension, removing feelings of suppressed physical rage through a verbal outlet. So this is it's really interesting. I mean, it sounds maybe simple, you know, you know, the class clown wants attention, that type of thing. They go on to point out specific names of people. Um, Tommy Smothers, the Thomas Boland Smothers III is an American comedian they mention. Um, he mentions just school experience. They talk about uh, Johnny Carson and his comedic influence when he was his comedic actions as a child. Um, they mentioned Woody Allen in this. Norman Lear. They say Norman Lear commented on his painful childhood due to the constant conflict with his parents, stating that the only defense against that was to laugh at it, find out what was funny in it. So Norman Lear, um, he was an American television writer and film and television producer who has produced, written, created, or developed over 100 shows. Lear is known for, I'll just name a few shows, many popular 1970s sitcoms, including All in the Family, Maud, Sanford and Son, and One Day at a Time. So All in the Family alone, again, there's another abusive, emotionally abusive parent, the father, and they made the show into a comedy, and there's something really, there's something really genius about that. Um... But anyway, this um, they mentioned Spike Milligan, a British comedian who suffered from long cycles of manic depressive states that were onset by severe mental breakdowns. Spike Milligan was capable of creating lighthearted humor and outrageous ideas despite his manic state. Finding laughter served as motivation to remedy a depressed mental state and effectively function as self-medication. Hmm. Is there's just a lot of very interesting names that they throw in here. Um, just kind of self-deprivation humor. Um, there's a British comedian named Stephen Fry who confessed to the common mental state he experiences when performing. There are times when I'm going, when I'm doing, I think he's saying chi, it says QI, and I'm going, ha ha, yeah, yeah, and inside I'm going, I want to effing die. I want to effing die. Fry's comments indicate the idea of manic defense, where opposite emotions are used to distract and cope with uncomfortable feelings. Long story short, um, I've always found comedy to be extremely therapeutic in my own life, and I just wanted to mention some of this for any of you who might be extremely depressed today. Um, you might be, might be having bad thoughts about yourself or beating yourself up. Try to find something lighthearted to laugh at. Maybe it's an old show, like for me, Absolutely Fabulous, or Seinfeld. Those are two things that I always love. And Seinfeld, by the way, is also, it may not seem like it, but it's a show where the people are horrible. Like if you really look at it and try to look at it from, you know, it's obviously a great comedy, but I was watching an episode just the other day, 
And Kramer had a student working with him, an intern from NYU. And he basically, they put this oil in this big ball and they dumped it on a woman's head. And the student was the one who got in trouble for it. And Kramer's like, oh yeah, he's in a lot of trouble. And obviously Kramer was the one who led him to do this. The kid was an intern. And at the very end of the very last season of Seinfeld, they all end up in prison because they laughed at a guy who was being mugged. And all these people came out and said, these people are horrible, you know, and they really were. But throughout the whole show, you're laughing at it because they're doing things that, you know, people think about doing, but don't actually do. I mean, that's that's the gist of most television shows. You know, even Roseanne, she's constantly just screaming, dinner's ready, and she's screaming it. A lot of moms out there probably wish that they could just do that, but they don't actually do it because they don't want their kids to, you know, turn into tyrants in the community. But it's made to laugh at because you're doing something that people want to do, but they don't do. But that was most of what I want to share for today. Um, this is the Complex PTSD guy signing off.